0: Hello, welcome to Bizarro Art Grind Creative Survival.
1: Um, <laughs> yes, we have actually bre- we have bred the two podcasts to create a two headed monster. We're in Ultimate universes—they <laughs> have
0: collided, and uh, yeah, this is happening. Yes, yeah, yeah. somehow these universes collide, and I'm still not invited.
1: So, yeah. well, <laughs> fine. Uh, you know, Marshall, you're not you're not that much more more fun, in you know, the alternate universe than you are the real one.
0: <laughs> oh, shots fired! Um,
1: so this was um, I can't remember if it was our first or second Creative Survival second. interview, but this is Heidi Elbers. Um, also a great artist great person really really patient uh without Heidi I would probably be kicked out of about half the shows that I've participated in <laughs> because um I keep sending her you know, she she works at the New York Academy of Art I keep sending things in late I mix up the files I get the names wrong I get the you know the jpegs wrong um and somehow Heidi's Still talking to me. Uh, Meanwhile, she finds the discipline, you know, like while working 12 hours a day day at the academy, she still finds the discipline to make it to her studio every night.
0: Yeah, Um, and to show up for the interview.
1: To show up for this interview. Thank you so much for Heidi. Sorry that we're airing this late. I know we recorded a long time ago. Uh, You know, good thing that Marshall wasn't there for this, right, right, Tan? But, you know, it's so much more fun with Adam.
0: And and hearing about it, I could have really. Learn from from her discipline. i This is one I could have listened to. It would have been nice to get a little discipline in my life.
1: Uh, well, you've you've got your chance, Marshall. It, <laughs> I missed
0: it. <laughs>
1: too late now. Uh, no, you could actually Gotta continue so to throw little, everything away. Little known fact: Marshall never actually listens to these interviews after they're recorded. uh So, That's Marshall, true. you could actually make an exception and maybe listen to this one since uh you you know weren't actually physically present. Uh, I don't enough.
0: listen, data because you say too many ums and likes. From me. <laughs> So I never listened. <laughs> it's not really my taste.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like. Uh, so
0: uh, on that um, note.
1: Um, yeah on, on on that note, it's a wonderful Heidi Elbers.
0: <laughs> Enjoy.
1: All right. So this is Heidi Elbers. She's a fantastic painter, and she um uh, Heidi, tell us a little bit about yourself. The-
2: yeah, uh, like Dana said, I'm a painter. I Grew up in New Orleans and I've uh, been in New York for about nine years. Moved here for the New York Academy of Art to go to grad school, which is how I met you
1: along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the record, me and Heidi have been friends for a pretty, so, long, yeah, for a pretty long time. So um, it's an honor and a pleasure
2: to have you. I know. Here. And uh, you know what? Loved it so much, I uh, ended up sticking around. So I am now their director of exhibitions and alumni affairs at the New York Academy of Art. So
1: it's a very busy schedule between painting and working at the academy. So actually, can you talk a little bit about how that happened? Um, what it yeah, so, you, so you come to grad school, um, right. and what's the plan for after grad? Do, do you have a plan?
2: You know, I think it's so funny because I always had plans, you know, growing up. But I think it's, like, easier when you're in school to, like, plan the next step. Like, in that yeah. way, but when you graduate and then you're like, great, like, what's the plan, though? And you might have an idea, and the universe might be telling you something completely different. Like, I graduated, and I didn't have a job lined up. I wasn't right at the academy. I was working, like, six jobs at the time (laughs) just to make rent and, uh, you know, trying to paint and everything. It just was really hectic, but um, after a year of, you know, juggling all of
1: that, I... I was offered a full time position there, and you so know, I've been the way, there what, what, what for were, a while. What were some of your other jobs that year? So, so by, by the way, when I got out of graduate school, I had no job or a place to live or a plan and moved back home with my parents. And, okay, well, um, and I think every single day started with them, us you know, like waking up and having, breakfast yeah. and them saying, Hey, Dina, so are you applying for jobs that are not in Boston where you can't go right. home? <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> yeah. right. I think you know, my mom and dad would have loved if I went back home they're so southern they're like they would love if I would have came back you know gosh there was something about this city that I was so determined that I wasn't gonna leave I was like no I'm gonna prove to myself that I can stay in this city even though it felt like New York was assaulting me for some reason <laughs> and trying to kick me out, um, you know, because, it, because
1: I mean, for the, New York feels like it's assaulting everyone.
2: And, I know. And I yet, feel like and yet we all. <laughs> I feel like I have a punch card of things like kicked a rat on the subway or you know stepped over some mess that you don't know what it is like every time that you're going through the city, and it's like after you fill a car and you're an official New Yorker. Um, um, so, so but, what were what were
1: what were some of the jobs you had before?
2: Yeah, uh, um, well, before I was. Uh, working on exhibitions and events at the academy i was working as an artist assistant for a few different artists working and then that was anything from doing like admin work or you know behind the scenes like painting mixing paint you name it Uh, i also did a little bit of construction and demo work at the academy one summer that was
1: interesting. <laughs> um, I, I can totally see with a sledgehammer. I know,
2: right? You with uh, rhinestones lo- you you and sequins of the sledgehammer. would glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would have bedazzled the sledgehammer. Uh, but, you know, I, I just was really trying to piece together everything just to make it work. And, you know, I think when you really want something, I, I know this sounds cheesy, but it's true. It's like if you put in the time, you put in the effort, and you really are dedicated, you're going to make it happen and I fought hard it was not like served to me on a platter a job after school it was like no I really want to be in the art world and I really loved it you know I was very fortunate that the academy welcomed me into its you know administrative roles but you know I think it's like it was just something that I really wanted it worked for and you know, it's crazy that it's still going. <laughs> it wasn't a plan, though. It wasn't a plan. It just kind of happened, and uh, it, I, I love it. It's a great environment.
1: Um, it's inspiring to be around other young artists every day. Honestly, I've had many, many dream about going back to the Academy Very yeah. various <laughs> various capacities uh, so you work really really hard i know this because um i'm only one maybe thousands of the people you work with and <laughs> yes. every time that we you know uh every time i'm in a show i write you at least 10 emails saying heidi i'm so sorry about this or that it's okay and, and i'm assuming i'm not i'm not the only one no i, I but, So you work really hard it's true how do you find time to do to make your own work like how do you survive yeah as an artist um,
2: you know a few years ago i started working with a life coach uh It was actually um, Katie Albert Bolton. She used to work at the academy, and she was my boss at first. Uh, She was the director of events. And she uh, started off this coaching business, and at first I wasn't sure, and I wasn't really, you know, I was like, what is this exactly? And I wasn't feeling, I want to say it was maybe like three years ago or four years ago, and I really felt like my art career was suffering I was going out to places, and the way I was introducing myself was, Hi, I'm Heidi. I work at the Academy. And I felt like I was losing my art identity. And working with a life coach really helped me figure out priorities and how to, you know, figure out, like, hey, maybe, like, this is more important to me or that's not as important to me and really separate things out. So after that... I was a little bit more clear about the art and then I did a life coaching session through uh, NYFA, New York Foundation for the Arts, and I worked with a life coach there except for the admin type. So like for, you know, helping coach through being a leader in the arts administration. So I think um, not everybody probably has access to a life coach. I think it's becoming more popular now, but I really recommend that to any artist that's struggling and figuring out how to prioritize their life but you know even if you don't have a life coach it just again goes back to priorities and you know it's not easy sometimes there's days where I'm like gosh you know I'd really be nice to go party but this is due or you know maybe I should focus on something else Uh, maybe I should maybe I could have you know really great abs and I should go to the gym but you know it's like ultimately painting makes me happy and that's took me a while to figure out like that yes, all these other things make me happy too, but the thing that makes you the most happy is like painting and you have to follow that desire and put yourself first.
1: Um, so the academy is it's, it's a nine to five and I understand that sometimes it's like a nine to nine. Nine to five, what? Is it more like nine to nine? It's,
2: it's a, a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lifestyle. No, right, technically right. it's like a 10 to... Six or eight, but most of my days can be like... Gosh, especially since uh, we have a big event coming up, Take Home a Nude. Um, That one, it's pretty much like 12 to 15-hour days. Uh, If we have events, it's really can...
1: It's brutal. Um, it can um, be brutal, but and, and events happen. I guess more and more frequently there as kind of the school gets yeah. more high, high profile. Yeah, uh,
2: you know, it's a wonderful thing, and it's also a very tiring, exhausting thing. And it's like, how do you figure it out? Um, um, so,
1: how do you find it? So, so you just, okay, so let's say, yeah. so you, you, you Heidi Elbers have yes. just have just worked a fifteen hour day. How, yes. do you, how do you find energy for the studio after that? Well, okay, to be honest, I don't do a studio day after fifteen <laughs> hours. But,
2: um, you know, I'll give you an example of last week. This is how crazy I am. Uh, I went to work at 9. I think I left around, like, 10. I went to the gym at 10.30. (laughs) I got back at 11.30, uh, and then I worked on art stuff for, like, an hour. And by art stuff, I don't mean painting. Like, I was doing admin stuff or whatnot. Like, you know, not every day is, like, studio time for me isn't always about picking up a paintbrush or setting up a palette or you know um, I don't know what it could be like you know actually making art sometimes it's finding inspiration sometimes it's sorting through photos from a photo shoot sometimes it's uh, you know answering emails or sending off emails to galleries or collectors or whatever it could be but it's dedicating that amount of time to my career so um, you know, I find time even like, like I said, it could just be looking through photos, <laughs> a photo shoot. It, it really doesn't always have to be like you're actually painting oh,
1: to nice. move forward. And actually, can, can you talk a little bit about the current body of work you're in? You know, I yeah, I, I know absolutely. it very well, but explain it for those who. You yeah, know, of course.
2: Do. So like I said, I'm from New Orleans, um, technically right outside New Orleans, the suburbs. But, you know, so beauty is a very common theme throughout my work Uh, and costumes and costumes being of course coming from carnival and mardi gras and my mom she grew up in the bayou (laughs) so they were uh, hunters and trappers mainly of fur later of alligators so (laughs) a lot of you know like the furs and the plants show up in my work as well as like it's kind of like meshing
1: that heritage together and then sometimes you go alligator hunting in the new york sewers (laughs) just you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, um, haven't seen any gators up
2: here yet, but I think if I if I do, I might. Hopefully, I can make my family proud and be ready (laughs) and and paint one (laughs) and paint one. Um, You know, so yeah, it's like really painting what I know.
1: Uh, um, what are the different aspects of your studio practice? You said it's not always painting. Sometimes, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's looking through the photo shoots. Um, yeah, what what, what else? Uh, I, 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 like, what else can you break down into yeah. kind of chunks? You know, right? that you, you know, can do after like like a gigantic day. No, or, I know.
2: It's. Um, I think it really is helpful for any artist to kind of figure out, like, if you only have this amount of time, what can you do? Yeah. So, you know, my studio practice, I. I do photo shoots, so I paint from the photos. Um, but, you know, to make the photos, it's like I have to make costumes or buy costumes and alter things. And by the way, like, they're nothing that you would ever be able to, like, wear outside. They, they would totally fall apart. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it's that's a big chunk of it. Uh, the photo shoot is only usually, like, a couple hours. That's not the time-consuming thing. But I do spend a lot of time going through the photos and really thinking about you know what each pose or lighting situation and how that can affect the composition of the piece and you know then figuring out like sizes and everything so it's like that usually takes me a good solid few weeks going back and forth at night like for an hour or two um because you know once you commit to a painting like it can be it can take a bit so <laughs> um and then you know sometimes like if I don't have time like right now um since I'm working such crazy hours like my nights, I have things. This is also crazy. I'll have like things set up that I can gesso when I get home, so I can look forward to these new surfaces to paint on after the event. Yeah. So, like before I came here, I was at my studio yeah.
1: <laughs> putting on like coats of gesso. So, yeah. thank you so much for actually taking the time to be here in, in, in the middle of like a crazy event. I know and with your own painting going on. And hey, so it's do a you pleasure. Feel like there's parts of your life that like kind of atrophy or disappear because you both had, you know or you have a <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean absolutely. You know, uh, I am like so like happy about things disappearing from my life. Uh, you know, it, it's it is a sacrifice. I'm not going to say that it's easy. You know, when I speak about priorities, it's um you have to know what is important to you and what's going to make you happy, and it's like sometimes it's like for some people it might be I want to have a husband and I'm going to go dating every night. For some people, it's like, you know, I want to work out and I want to be super healthy and I want to, like, be, you know, in perfect shape. For some people, their happiness comes from, I don't know, maybe they're, like, part of a bingo league or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I, I, I hope bingo is
1: making someone happy. <laughs> yeah,
2: so, you know, I think, um, you know, everybody finds those things that makes them feel like a complete person and... You know, even when, if I have, like, a bad painting day, it's not really a bad painting day. It's, like, I feel fulfilled, and I have that sense of myself and time for myself. So, yeah, things do fall. Like, you know, I have, like, especially if I am working a lot, then certain things have to give. Like, I don't go to the gym as much, or I don't go out as much. And I say no. Like, it took me a very long time to realize that, It's okay to say no. It feels good to say no. You know, I feel like in my job, uh, even outside a job, just in everyday life, like, we're trained to say yes so much. And it's like, we need to start allowing ourselves, like, some no's. Uh,
1: Do do you actually, do do you feel like being female has a lot to do with with being trained to say yes? Or do do you think Uh, men have this pressure too? Uh.
2: I mean, maybe mine would be a bit biased because I grew up in the South, but, uh, you know, I, I think men have that, pers- maybe, I would say, yeah, because we're all trained to, like, please people, you know, and not reject people or, you know, be honest with ourselves or others, and it's like, you know, once you get to that point of saying no, um, it's like you're giving yourself that permission, it's like giving it back to yourself and be like, okay, I have this for me, and it feels good, you know, because so, you, you know your limits, nobody else really will know your limits, so...
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like that that skill. I, I mean, um, it, it's so important. So saying no mm-hmm. is really important. Um, so me, me and Tan were talking about this earlier. Um, I have yeah. a series that actually failing is really important. As, Absolutely. As far as your, you know, Absolutely. Well, art career, any 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 career, you know, any Anything. any life path, really. But so. Um, uh, now I it can't you to- always
2: be butterflies and sunshine. Oh. <laughs> you
1: have to learn somehow. But um, but but actually, so talk a little bit about your. Are are you willing to share some of your failures if some if, of my if failures. you feel like you failed? Um,
2: uh, I mean, I probably can't talk about work failures <laughs> just legally. Uh, you know, things that might not have gone the way that I thought. Um, but I will say that any time that I have had some type of bad thing happen or accident or whatever, I've tried to make it very clear to the team that I work with and turn it into a learning experience for them. And, of course, like, you know, nobody really learns something until they actually go through that failure themselves, but it does help to kind of hear it from another side. So, you know, gosh, what are some specific ones, though? I feel like I've kind of wiped a lot of the trauma from my memory. (laughs) <laughs> so like if something bad happens you're like well let's file that into like the do not open box well, so it's
1: actually for uh for for me and i mean well Tom probably remembers this but what one one of the failures i've kind of learned the most from um that's that i was thinking about recently um uh, so, so me and Tim were curating a show um yeah. and um We'd asked all the artists, including you, to uh, participate. Which and show was It was one of the drawing ones, I think. Okay. Uh, um, it, um, but... Um, and um, I know we had the space, and we I think we started sending out some of the press already. And then the gallery was like, "Well, actually, we changed our mind. To the, um, we don't want the show." Uh, and we're like, "You don't want it this month?" And we're like, "No, no, no. We actually just don't don't really? want the show." And by that point, there's maybe twenty artists, like some of whom, like maybe you would have been understanding. Um, oh yeah, because I know the, um, things go. <laughs> but, but but at least a few of them, I, I was yeah. terrified of, of saying, "Well, well, this actually isn't happening," and. Mm-hmm. Um, I started running around with this portfolio of little, like, printouts that Tan ton made for me um, of, of the, you know, like, the work from the show and just going from gallery to gallery. being That's like, some hey, dedication. Hey, guys, guys do, do you want this? I mean, I used every connection I had. Yeah. Uh, but then I ran out of connections and just started walking into, random, you know, random places. So, um, because I, I – part, part of it was, I mean – I so didn't want to have to tell people that this wasn't going to happen. I mean, yeah. I, mean I said this wasn't no. going to happen this month, but I, I was so not ready to say this is actually not but happening But it wasn't ever. your fault, so um, you like, can't feel bad about it.
2: Because, you know, when there's an outside party involved, it's not just um, you
1: i mean it it felt like a public failure uh but but i i didn't so we we did it we we actually did, did it, it yeah. we, we did it twice we ended up i i think i i went so overboard on um um <laughs> on on walking around town with my portfolio that I think two places ended up saying wow. say, say saying yes to that show um but I would come, you know, I would, I would, you know, some galleries were very nice about the rejections and some were not so nice. Uh, the, um, the, um, yeah. But but I, I remember I'd kind of come home and cry, like, like after all of being like, well, God, it's just it's happening again. I'm just failing again. But it's yeah, um, so
2: funny you see that as failure because I don't. I see that as like being strong and putting yourself out there and putting this work out there that you believe in
1: and um so the so next time a gallery flicked yeah. out of a show after they said that they they would already take it I I didn't even get upset about it and, Good. and um I was like well, well just find another space I mean yeah, yeah you what, know what's the worst that can happen I'll, I'll just wander around with a portfolio of work
2: I know you yeah. know I feel like it's hard for me to come up with like failures right now because I'm in such like a you know go 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 zone where it's like everything's like just got to keep going and you got to keep it happening but um you know I think too like every time I've had I've had so many failures I wish I could like give you a good example but I think the most important thing though is not necessarily the examples but just like you said like you end up getting to a point where you're okay and you're forgiving because you know I think for me it's like I don't a lot of my failures aren't coming to mind because I forgive myself because we're human. Like, trust me, coming from my background, like, my dad, like, chemistry, physics professor, super perfectionist, everything had to be perfect. I want to be perfect, but I'm not. I'm human. And so when I make mistakes, it's like, you got to make sure you recognize it, but then you're like, okay, okay. I won't do it again. I'm human, but I got you. Got to forgive yourself because, like, it's such a waste of energy to like think about the shoulda, woulda, could and how it might have played out differently if you did X, Y, or Z.
1: But I, I, I do think this uh, is uh, you know, failing is almost a skill. And um, it is. That's in what I'm saying. And we feeling and
2: then forgiveness of yourself. You know.
1: Um, Forgiveness or developing a tougher skin. Um, well, absolutely, you do have to develop a tougher. now skin. I feel like yeah. I get, you know, I, I remember I used to brood over grant rejections, and um, oh, now gosh. I'm like, oh, yeah. grant
2: rejection. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I first graduated, um when I got out of grad school, like, I mean, gosh, like it was, you know, every rejection that could have happened
1: happened. Mm-hmm. I got rejected life. from working at Starbucks, by the way. The, <laughs> the, Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, they did. And, and you would think someone with an MFA would, would, would be well-qualified to work at Starbucks. You must have like, <laughs> messed up your applications. <laughs> like, you didn't put your name
2: or something. that had to, yeah. You left the name blank.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think there's people with more, more experience uh, as, as, as a barista and... Yeah, maybe I, 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 I didn't have the experience. The barista, I have a it,
2: feeling yeah. you would have made beautiful lattes. You, the drawings that you have, you probably would have been super detailed L- little, with Little it.
1: latte miniatures. That's probably gym. why they didn't
2: hire you. They would have spent too long in the foam. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> making all these beautiful little drawings. Your miniatures yeah, Heidi, are
1: gorgeous. It's, thank you so much, Heidi. But I mean, yeah. so I, um, I, I actually kind of took it for. So we, me and Heidi went to the same graduate school a few years apart, and I completely took it for granted that I would be able to find a job after after graduate school. Um, and you, it looks like you were smarter and actually gave yourself some backup plans. And well, some, you know, I mean, I did. When I was in grad
2: school, though, I also tried to do a few internships as well. Like, I interned uh, at Scohegan and College Art Association and probably some other things that are slipping my mind at the moment. But, um, you know, I think... Because it's, it's so funny, like, the art world. It seems like you have to have experience, work experience, to get a job. And you're like, but where do I get
1: the work experience to get this job? Well, I think you get the work experience by being an intern, which never even crossed my mind somehow. The, right, um, but there were some
2: internships that I was applying for that I couldn't get because you had to have work experience to be the intern. And I was like, how
1: does this this, 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 by the way, is because... I, like, I just because want to current, show up for free. <laughs> this, is, this is because the, the current state of the art world... Or, you know, I know. It's, it, it's hard. Is completely, it, it is really hard. It was going to say completely screwed up, but, you know, the hard... Yeah, is well, enough.
2: you know, I, I think it's, uh, you, it's... Everybody wants to make sure that when you have somebody that that they're going to be working hard, even if it is, like, an intern. I mean, the people that intern with the events and exhibitions department, like, they're great, and but we also try and make sure that they're doing stuff it's not like they're just going and getting a coffee or something it's like they're learning
1: um so, so. let's get back to your survival as an artist yeah. I um and uh, rather than my failure as you know as a barista yes the, um, but um the, um so how um in an ideal world what, what like how, how's your art career going right now for one I mean you're exhibiting you're you yeah know, you're, you're making art you're yeah making I'm making art.
2: art I'm showing art I'm selling art it's great. Like uh, You know, but I have a full-time job, too, and so I do have a bit of a, you know, luxury with some things in that sense that, like, I don't have to worry about sales to, you know, it's like, if something doesn't sell, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't pay rent, so I can paint whatever I want which is fantastic. Yeah, no, no, so there's no pressure that's, that's in that great, way. Actually,
1: and that's great, actually, not having someone telling you what, what, what to do. Right, and not right.
2: saying that people that sell have people telling them what they should be painting, either. I'm just saying at least, like, I haven't fallen into anything where it's like I have to make a certain amount of work. But I do paint nonstop, and it's like even if there isn't a show or a project, I'm always painting. And it's funny because people ask me, like, wow, you're making a lot of paintings. Like, what's the next show? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I'm painting. Like, don't you just want to paint? <laughs> like it's pretty good <laughs> so I, I don't really feel like it's a mandatory you know like i have to have a deadline to work towards i'm just always painting and if a show happens wonderful if sales happen wonderful i mean it's definitely a goal but you know i just really like to be in the studio
1: um and are so so are you working towards a solo show eventually or are you just kind of working for the sake of working you know (laughs) i mean and and eventually maybe a solo show will happen or we'll
2: see we'll see i don't want to talk about certain things until like you know until until, until, they're concrete but you don't want to jinx it yeah i don't want to jinx anything but you know um no matter what though i think any artist that's like trying to figure out like What's the next step? It's just make work. Even if you're stuck and you're like, I don't even know what my work is about. Just make, just make stuff. Just make work. Like, I feel like it'll start telling you what it's about once you're in it.
1: I, I agree, and I think it actually takes a few years um, out of school. Um, yeah, and, it does. In, in my case, maybe seven, uh, to figure out what, what my work is about. Uh,
2: uh, that's for, probably about yeah. the same for me. Well, it took me like probably four or five years out of grad school, and then it took me an extra few years on top of that to figure out how to paint it. Because, so, <laughs> well, you know, in grad school, especially where we went to, um, it's like you're having... Like 20 crits a week, and all these different people telling you how something should be painted, or and what it means, and a technical narrative, and you just like
1: overwhelmed by I, the time you get I remember I used know... to just have like different voices, different voices and yeah, voices so of different many voices, professors in my yeah. head. And I'd be painting something and I would hear <laughs> someone's voice and then I'd hear maybe someone else's voice being like, well, no, actually, it's it's all about the shadow shapes. It's all about the shadow shapes. Right. And, uh, and then someone else would be like, no, 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 color. like,
2: Exactly. The color. The, and it takes you a and, while to get to that point where you're like, actually, you actually I need hear, to hear my own voice. Where, yeah,
1: yeah. Where you even can hear your own voice yeah. because all these other ones are you know, we so we went to uh, the New York Academy of Art was a totally fantastic place. And Absolutely, it taught me more than it taught me basically everything I wanted to know. Well, it also that,
2: felt like a home, like where there are other like-minded individuals that really care about the same thing that you're there for. Um,
1: yeah, and and for me at least, I, I never had that before. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, went, I went I went to really. an undergrad that was kind of very conceptually mm-hmm. oriented and uh, and and where people professors were actively allowed to say, like, I, I hate this kind Ugh. of painting that you're yeah. doing. Like, I hate it. <laughs> the, um, so, 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 yeah, the, the academy was, in, in a way, I remember Way Truman used to make fun of us and say, uh, you know, you're like, Geez, these hungry little birds in a nest going, feed me, feed me. And I, I felt exactly like that. As yeah. just, just asking for, or maybe begging for But that sounds like the
2: best kind of student. Uh, um,
1: but, mm-hmm. but But, yeah, I mean, it, the, the side effect of that was we had all these strong personalities teaching us. So Yeah, I, I, you know, but
2: I think that's any art school, isn't it? You can have all these strong personalities um, teaching you. Well,
1: especially if you, I think if you have good professors, you have yeah. those strong personalities. And, and it took a while to even figure out, like, just figure out my own path. I
2: know, and then you graduate and you're just like, whoa, how do I
1: make sense of all of this? Well, um, while paying the rent, the... Um, yeah (laughs) sometimes i don't know how anyone does it i mean i think we, we both got lucky in various ways and and survived um yeah
2: i don't know you know i i think everybody
1: finds something
2: that works for them um but at the end of the day it's not like anybody discovered this magical potion that like you know you're able to go to the gym for an hour and then you like take care of the kids and then you like have, like, an amazing gourmet meal, and, like, you know, nobody really has, like, this perfect setup of, like, everything is just exactly right, like, you know, you probably wake up some mornings way earlier than you want to, but it's not by a choice, and then it's, like, you know, by the time it hits, like, 9 p.m., you're, like, oh, my God, I only have a few hours left, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so,
1: so, usually, by the, honestly, I, so, I have a very, like, young child, but by the time it's 9 p.m. and I put him to sleep, um, I will spend 40 minutes staring at the ceiling um, trying to make myself get up and, and you know do, that's, do
2: something. That's you know, that's important, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie either. It's not, I mean, I know I sound busy and, like, crazy and moving around all the time, but, like, today I think I spent, like, two hours just sitting in my bed, <laughs> like, just being like, I need to, like, rest and not move uh, because it's also really important. It took me so many years to figure that out is that you got to treat your body well. I mean, okay, I know I was like, yeah, working out like falls away, but being able to rest and like, and that's where, you know, you start maybe saying no and saving time for yourself too. Like, it's not just studio time. Like, you need to take care of yourself. We're busy. And that's like a thing for me. It's like, it took me a long time to get there, but, you know, sometimes it's like maybe i won't go to the gym and i'm just gonna sit here for two hours because i have a big week ahead and this is like what's gonna and, happen and this is
1: your only time to like yeah it's like you know i could
2: i could them. yeah it's like one of those things where you're like i could go to the gym or i could go see people or i could just sit here and be a hermit and just stare at the wall <laughs> and recharge but i think it's so important you know I, I like i'm just saying though it's like instagram may look different like where you know how it, well, it can be misleading, like people think you might have this glamorous life, and you're at all these parties and you're like, "Actually, <laughs> um, I went to one
1: thing this month. <laughs> well, my Instagram so. life makes it look like I make art all the time,. Whereas- that's really great, a, though uh, you know everybody uh, like kind of really I change diapers a good deal of the time, and right. But that's the thing, and, you know, the little gaps. And
2: yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's how you present yourself. Um, it's so funny how social media, like, you can curate it to create a personality. Um, yeah,
1: yes, and your personality could have a much more glamorous social life. It could, you know, the, it um, could look all but, sorts um, of ways. So, um, what? I mean, I feel like there's going to be, you know, every year people are, are you know, graduating from school. Yeah, trying to find kind of their their way through the art world I know world. Um, and, and then there's also people yeah, that move out, and then and there aren't. are people that go. Who, and who knows? Maybe they're smart. Uh, but um, <laughs> but 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 so is it, is right. there, is there are people. There's going to be people like you, people like us, actually. Yeah. Who are determined to stick it out in New York? Yeah. And uh, what would you tell these people? Let's say you've got like you know an audience full. Of, yeah. You've got an auditorium of. If of I have an auditorium, kids. all
2: right, and uh, well, young kids. So if they're not kids. They're all young adults. Uh, but
1: uh, yeah. I know yes. it should be. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, if they were you know in school you know recently this came up and I was speaking to a student um, at the academy about this and saying that like you know it's great to go out it's great to have fun and it's great like you do need to go see art and go to things and whatnot but you need to figure out a way where it's really all about you for these two years and be selfish because you're investing this two year period of time and It's, like, the one shot where it's, like, you don't... I mean, maybe for other people, they're lucky when they get out if they don't have to worry about, now I need to pay rent. Like, not everybody has, like, the same issues, but... And
1: a few people do find a gallery or... Right, right, right right which is
2: great, but it's, like, grad school is, like, this sacred time of, like, you know, you're not having to think about those things, and it's something I also tell the students, too. I'm, like, you know, when you're here, sales are great, but we're not pushing you guys to sell we we want you guys to focus on your art and your education not sales because sales can start kind of clouding judgment and clouding how things can go in a younger mind you know because some people think sales equals like success which yes in a way it does but that doesn't always mean that like you're actually growing as an artist it doesn't mean that your education like you're learning yeah, and
1: i mean so. so in my case i mean i got very lucky but i could Sort of support myself before, right. the, you know, with with painting sales before I got to the academy. Which and, um, that's great. Which, which which was totally amazing. I'm yeah. incredibly grateful for that. But um, on the other hand, it took. I think it took me the reason it took me seven years and not four to kind of find a voice was because I probably spent several years making kind of very te- probably technically accomplished shows of paintings that were very decorative, but because I was like, well. It's gonna sell and I need to pay off my graduate school debt like hey you own. know so but I mean
2: that's something that we all like it's a lesson and, to and learn and whatnot yeah. and that's
1: but, and and actually it know. took me a very long time to accept when I did find something that I felt like was my thing um yeah. it actually turned out that it didn't sell um for a while at, at all actually <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> like, okay though too uh, um and I was like really really but but but, but I think it's <laughs> but I think it's so good but it took me so long to find this uh, but that
2: does also mean that it wasn't successful you know again like I feel like measuring art as like in ways of success it's um, yeah, not always yeah, that no, if it, it is purchased sometimes it's like well you made leaps and bounds with that piece so maybe it's like you know, more successful to you that you did create that,
1: even if it didn't sell. I'm I'm glad I made that work. Uh, yeah, uh, it is currently in my closet. Uh, I mean, I would gladly probably wear this piece. My of pieces my, my, anyway. my stepson uses yeah. this video game done, so it's um, it, it, it I it's, need to it's see it's these decorated. pieces. I'm very
2: curious because <laughs> you know I think we're also our own um, harshest critics. But you know, if when we have students graduating, too, it's like. When they're, if students ever do come to me, surprisingly they don't come to me that often for advice. So it's kind of, I mean, not like I'm like filled with wisdom um, or that much older than them either, but you know, I have been through many failures, <laughs> uh, which I am very happy to share like, the things that I've learned from that. I might not be able to remember the actual thing that happened, but um, you know, I think for them too, it's like I'm always saying, look around, see where your friends are showing who's showing where what are they making you know go to that gallery go say hi to them don't focus about I mean you know everybody's got their own things that are gonna make them happy but you know I'd like to think that if you're at school you're not trying to be like you know the next top like model at the same time or the next top like athlete or the next top like you're there to be a painter or a sculptor or a drawer or whatever an artist like you know, because sometimes I think people get caught up in all of like the personal stuff and the dramas and this, and it's like, no, no, no. It's so much simpler than you think.
1: And what advice would you give someone like, um, well, starting a job like the one you have now, which is going to take yeah. a huge you know, amount of time and energy, and you know, like, but they still, you know, they want to be an artist, they want to survive as an artist. Um, right. Like, how, how did you do it? I mean,
2: the, my type of that job is isn't for everybody. I did the artist um, assistant thing, and you know, trying to work for artists and paint for artists and whatnot, and it sucked out a lot of my energy that I didn't have for the studio. After, there are times at the job where I'm at where it's hard because it's like it's shifting from artist to admin, um, but it's a different type of energy. So, I think it's like just knowing yourself. If you're really into organizing and really into, you know, logistics and all that, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's also if, like, you're, if you have thick skin, because oh, there are some days where I'm like, oh, I think I just had, like, pretty much, like, because you know, you're dealing with personalities. So there's some days where you're like, mm-hmm. yep, and I just got kicked around all day long from mm-hmm. everybody, because you're dealing with artists, collectors, mm-hmm. you know, other venues, everything. And it's like, Sometimes you feel like a punching bag, but you have to be really tough and be able to be like, all right, not letting this like affect me or leave work with me because you know I've come to the point where I've, I've tried to not let the way the other people feel about me affect the way I feel about myself, which is really hard to get to that point because we all want people to like us. Yeah. But I think you know if you're going to be in a role where you're going to be dealing with people all the time and being like, a face of some institution, you know, because wherever I go, it's like, yes, I am, you know, director of exhibitions. I am part of the academy. You know, I, it's like you have to be willing to put that out there and willing to put yourself out there and, um, you know, it's, I I don't know if there's any particular advice. It's just know who you are and if that's something you think you can do. If you want to get into those roles, I don't know what would be the best way to go about it because I feel like for me, it just, like I just kind of fell right into it, you know, from like just being so like, no, I'm really going to work here. I want to work here. I want to work here. But, um, you know, definitely internships, I think are great, uh, to get an idea if that's something that you're into that role. I wouldn't say that because mine isn't like a gallery job though. Like, cause it's so weird where I work. It's like, we'll do auctions. We'll do, um, art fairs. We'll do museum quality shows. We'll also do drawing parties and events and, There's all these different things that I have my hands in, but, like, you know, I don't know if I could say the same, like, well, that's what a gallery would be like, or that's what a museum would be like. But, you know, if I were, you know, 10 years ago um, trying to figure it out, maybe I'd be like, hey, try interning here, interning there, and see if those things make sense to you, which... You know, then you. For some of those students, they might be like, "Oh no, I never any- want to touch papers or computers <laughs> again." Because <laughs> I live in spreadsheets, by the way.
1: And is there anything that let's? Like, yeah, um, that that version of you ten years ago. Is there anything you you wish you knew back then? Uh- yeah, I mean, going back to
2: our whole um, being forgiving of myself and you know not letting the way not learning to say no and not people pleasing it's like all that together I think like when you get to the point that you're really secure with yourself and you're like I know myself and this is what I like this is what I don't like and this is what I'm going to put up with or what I'm not I think like that's something would totally be telling myself 10 years ago because like 10 years ago I think I was like gosh I think I was like sending off applications to grad school at that point um I never thought I'd be here in New York. Still, I don't know what I thought I'd be doing. I don't know, maybe eating crawfish back in Louisiana. I really don't know, um, but it's uh yeah. I think it's like being true to yourself. So,
1: uh, um, so one 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 last question. Yeah, before before wrapping all of this up. So. Uh, in some ideal universe right yeah. where where like we're basically you have big. Yeah, yeah yeah like Harry Potter world right where you could wave a magic wand and yeah. um, and have your day be arranged any way you want um like would you you know would, would you keep your job would you paint full time like like what, what would be your ideal kind of work <laughs> painting life balance Hmm.
2: <laughs> good one uh gosh i that's kind of a hard one because uh, I'm like, I feel like people at work would be seeing this. Uh, I mean, I have to be honest, like I would paint. I'd be painting all day, every day. But maybe doing like, you know, consulting gigs on the side or I don't know, maybe like dedicating curating or some type of logistics thing like maybe like once a week or something. <laughs> but, you know, because I really, I'm happiest in the studio. I mean, that's like, you know that's where I I could spend hours like my best days are when I get there early like 10 and then I don't leave till 10 but I don't mind that like it's great so I don't know though if I maybe did that full time all day every day maybe I would be like you know wouldn't be so bad to go back to that admin job you know know, I I think you'd love it I I, I, I don't know it's hard to know until you're there I, I, I think too like grass is always greener for some people it's like you might have this, and then you don't have that. But I mean, I'm not wishing necessarily that that's what it would be like. Just saying, I think that's what the fantasy world would be but, like.
1: Hey, it's you know, so it's, you never it's know. Just to her to have a
2: fantasy. But world. it's uh, it, as of now, this is looking pretty good. So yeah. the way that my life is right now, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm so, so I'm so happy. Glad I get to work with them. artists like you. And like the thousand other alumni that we have and all the current students and other artists that we work with that you know become part of our circle um it's oh, really enjoyable. by the
1: way i'm a nightmare to work with so um you're not
2: you're not it, it's really fine i get it like when you're in the studio it's like all like ah it's like what is going on here and then it's like here's some drawings. It's like, Dina, that's the wrong drawing. <laughs>
1: I, 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 sent Heidi the wrong drawing. And then when I looked for the right one, it turned out that it was um, actually missing. Just, just, just nowhere to be found. So, yeah. Um, it worked uh, out though. It, it, it so in any case, thank you for putting it up with me all this time. Oh and thank God. you so much for like taking the time to be here. And, I know uh, it's
2: really, thank you for having me oh, and hey, getting uh, to share some of my, you know, inner workings and how things go at the Academy and studio life.
1: Thank you so. And this is uh, Yeah Creative Survival Thank you Heidi Elvers. Huh.
0: Thank you for listening To the Art Grime Podcast Rate and review us On Apple Podcast Also we're on Instagram At Art Grime Podcast You can leave Comments on the thread Or DM us there We usually see them Also Facebook We're at Art Grime Podcast You can uh, Leave comments Future questions For our guest And such There our website is www.artgrindpodcast.com. Definitely go there for the beautiful images that we post off the artist. And don't be shy to donate us money so we could buy some really good booze for the guests. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.